Welcome to Shorts with Tara and Jill. This is Jill. And this is Tara. Hello, Jill. Hello. Okay. So I have a it's couple of things to report. Again, you guys. It's the mic. <laughs> I can't. Sorry, the microphone go. is like a very fat phallus. <laughs> it's like my Michelangelo's David is here. It's like if that, that's, I would be like, I got to leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. I'm not even going to go there. I'm just trying to think of all like dick I jokes. I would run so fast. <laughs> all right. We got to move on. This is a family show. <laughs> okay. We're giggling about my stupid microphone, by the way, which is <laughs> very phallic. Okay. Anyways. Um, so I have a couple of things to report. One is that I took Moose, our mini Bernadoodle puppy, to a half day of daycare, of puppy doggy daycare this morning and brought him back. He's catatonic. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? That's good. He's like out. He like could not even eat lunch. He barely made it back in the car. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's a good sign. I think that means that he was moving around playing. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's pretty excited about it. Um, The second thing to report to discuss is, do you remember, do you remember Visco Girls, that trend? Totally. Like my kid, one of my kids dressed up as a Visco Girl for Halloween one year. Yep. I think the new Visco Girls is the Stanley Cup. Why? I'm so sick of the Stanley Cup. But what makes you think that? Because... Like, everybody has the stupid Stanley Cup. It's a cup with a straw. It's like, what is so great about it? I don't understand. It's like the Visco thing with, like, the Birkenstocks and the shell necklace. Like, they're Birkenstocks, and it's a shell necklace, and they've been around forever and ever. Like, a Stanley – even Stanley's been around forever and ever. Like, it's a cup. With a straw. Who cares? Like why? I don't understand why people pay 50 bucks for this. Why you go to to Dick's Sporting Goods and there's like an entire wall dedicated to Stanley Cups. It's unbelievable how a trend just catches on like that. And then it it's like, it really is. I don't know. It's unbelievable in some regard. Like I'd be embarrassed to carry a Stanley Cup, I got to say. Why would you? I wouldn't. I'm like... I see people with them and I want to walk like mom, like people my age. I want to walk up to them and be like, aren't you embarrassed? <laughs> I just, I, it's just too much. Okay. And the other thing is, is when, and I'm a mom too, but like when moms jump on some of these trends, you're like, oh God, like, really? Like, I mean, come on, you know, Yeah. It just, it's okay to let your kids have the trend. We don't all need to be there. Living in LA, especially Beverly Hills, that happened a lot. Like I think we've talked about this before. When Juicy was on the Tushy, mm-hmm. I would go to Nate and Al's deli, and all the grandmas with plastic surgery would have Juicy across their tushes, getting gefilte the fish. It was like <laughs> unbelievable. <You're, laughs> leave it to the children. But you know, it was just so funny. But like, yes, I, I and I guess it comes back to everything. It's like just kind of like know your age, and I'm not saying anything bad it's just sometimes you got to leave things to the younger kids yeah exactly exactly well anyways with that behind me I feel better I got that out of my system um 
So have you ever been in a situation where you have um, interacted with a potential client, whether you reached out to them or they reached out to you, um, and when it comes down to it, you sort of realize that like it's not the right work for you. Not necessarily that they're not a good person or not a good client, but like it's just not exactly in your wheelhouse or it's not really something that you're going to do a good job at. Like I've been in the situation where I like I'm offered work that I'm not offered, but like I have the opportunity to write a proposal, for example, on work. And I'm like, hmm, not sure I'm really the right fit. Like they'd be better off with somebody else. Do you try to square peg round hole it and like just try to make it work? Or do you kind of admit to everybody that this maybe isn't the right thing. And it's a hard one for me to figure out because I feel like part of it is imposter syndrome. Like part of it is, no, 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 I can do it. But the other part of it is like, no, I really can't do it. I mean, I, I've been in that situation where I've decided to go ahead and do it. And then like looking back, I'm like, yeah, I knew I shouldn't have done that. So, and so why did I, so moving forward, I'm not going to say yes, if I know that it doesn't work. Um, and imposter syndrome is a is maybe your reluctancy to believe that you can, but that's not what it sounds like. It sounds like you kind of know that you it's not in your wheelhouse and you could probably make it work. But I would I would say don't. But that's also up to you. For me, I'm at a point where it's like I, I just don't I don't have the time or energy to do something like that. And I also want the finished product to represent my work. Right. 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 And I think sometimes like I'm an independent contractor, independent consultant, and sometimes people will come to me because I, I'm, I can get stuff done, but I'm also less expensive than going with like a huge firm. Um, but then the result they get, they have to know that it's the result they're getting from me and not from a huge firm. So you sort of get what you pay for. Um, Yeah. I mean, I recently had this happen where I had the opportunity to bid on something and I had to write a proposal and I started to write the proposal and I was just like, uh, it's really, it feels like I'm forcing it. It feels like I'm really pulling a lot of stuff together that really is not, that, that it's not that I can't do it or I couldn't get it done or I couldn't like hire people to help me get it done. But there are firms who actually do this for a living and it just does not feel like a good fit. So I, I basically, I think the other thing that, that, um, makes me feel like I should do it is I feel bad saying no. Like I feel bad saying this isn't right for me. Wait, um, stop for one second. Why is it because you know this person in a different capacity or is it because you don't want to turn down business? It's a little of both. Um, it's a little of both. It's, but mostly it's that I know the person somehow, or they've like sought me out for help. And then we've had multiple conversations. And then, and after that, I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think this is good for me. I should have figured that out earlier. But I also feel like the way I've been able to feel okay about it is I, I refer them to somebody else. Like I just, I, I suggest a different firm who would be better at it than I would. Yeah. But just because, you know, I get asked things all the time for like advice on clothing and whatever. And they don't necessarily hire me for that, but I'm still giving them some, you know, pointers or whatever. So if you choose to not be hired for that, but you've given some conversation or help, 
that's totally different than being hired to do a specific thing. And I think you like, like going on your gut and all of these things, like, you know yourself and you know what you're capable of. And I know you could produce incredible work, but if you feel like it's just not in your wheelhouse and you shouldn't do it, there are other people who do it. That's a thing. There are other people. Like I just met with this organizer, you know her, you said I met with her. Mark. Oh yeah. And you know, we were caught, we were talking and I said, listen, I like my clients. No, I do not do organizing. Like do not do it. It, I don't have the mind for it. I'm not OCD. I'm not any of these things that a lot of organizers have. But I can come in your closet and, and put together 27 outfits, but I cannot organize your closet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I wouldn't even attempt to do that. You know what I mean? So I think it's just you know what's in your wheelhouse and you know it. But there's other people that, that do it. So just refer. Yeah. Yep, definitely. I think if you supply people with what they need, right? Like if you give them the best people for the job, then it really won't matter that it's not you. It's yeah. actually better to be honest. Definitely. I mean, how do you figure out what those kind of filters are? Like what the criteria are um, for what works for you and what doesn't? Is it just like for me, I, I don't, I should have a list, but it's really like a gut. It's more just like yeah. this gut feel. Well, it's a gut feel, but also I think you know, like if you're trying to write something and it's so painful and it's like you're find yourself asking other people or researching in a way that you haven't had to do before and it just becomes this more work than you thought it was going to be and I know you don't mind hard work then I think you say to yourself all right like this is probably not what I this is not in my interest nor is it in my scope of practice and so send it to the people who who do that it's okay to not be able to do everything you know, so I think yeah. that you're tapping, maybe you're tapping into something that you didn't even know that you didn't want to do, which happens. Yeah, true. Definitely true. All right. Well, thank you, Tara, for this little therapy session. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my therapist, huh? No. But remember, I'm not practicing therapists because you have to say this nowadays. <laughs> I do not have my license. Um, but anyways, Jill, if you have any more questions, let me know. If you guys have any questions, let us know. Thank Bye. you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We would love to answer any of your questions on future episodes of shorts. Bermuda shorts. Jean shorts. Short shorts. Boy shorts. Tennis shorts. Cargo shorts. Seated shorts. Running shorts. Board shorts.